Welcome to the All Hallows School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. In this episode, we're talking to Victoria Stocking, Deputy Head Academic at the school. Now, Victoria only joined the school recently, so we're going to be finding out what her first impressions of the school have been and how they stacked up with how she thought it might be. But we're also going to find out about the Year 8 Scholarship Programme, the views of the school regarding common entrance, and what changes there might be planned for the curriculum in the next year. So come with me now as we talk to Victoria Stocking. Victoria, thank you for being here and welcome to the All Hallows School podcast. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Very excited to be here and I've had a super start to the day. I've just come off car park duty, um, so I've had lots of children bouncing past me, skipping, jumping, running and just getting very excited about starting school today, which is always a highlight of the day. So what's it like doing car park duty? What does that involve and, 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 and what do you experience there? So um, the, we just do it on a rotor as SLT and um, stand out at um, the two different car parks that we have here at All Hallows. Um, and normally, um, obviously, we'd be you know greeting um, parents and children in person. And because of the sort of COVID restrictions that we're working under at the moment, then the parents come um, through and follow the, the system that they need to. But the children get out of the car and then come past us to go into school. But they, what's lovely is you're seeing the children, you know, of every age coming past you and they've got all their equipment ready for the day but it's just those bright smiles and that good morning how are you or you know they want to tell you some really important um, fact before they go bursting into their <laughs> classrooms and it's just seeing that enthusiasm and excitement that you know really starts your day off um, mm. on, on a very positive mm. note. Now in this podcast episode we're going to be exploring and unpacking some of the things th- surrounding the curriculum and the children at All Hallows but before we do that I'd love to know just a little bit more about you. So could you share with us what you do at the school? And because I don't believe you've been there for all that long, maybe what you were doing before you arrived at All Hallows as well. Yeah, so um, I joined um, All Hallows in uh, January this year. So I've just completed my first term and obviously started in um, unusual um, circumstances with us going into a lockdown on, um, you know, day the end of day one really um, at the start of term Um, so obviously I'm deputy head academic here and have come from another prep school in Hampshire where I was a deputy head academic as well Um, so we've relocated to the area and been very warmly welcomed by you know staff and parents and um, and children here which is Mm. fantastic. Okay so I imagine that you created a, a view of what the school is like now that you're at the school but let's just go back to before you joined at the school what made you decide to accept a job at All Hallows what prompted you to say yes when they offered you the job? When I um, came for interview I was really impressed that actually the um, atmosphere that I had sort of gleaned from looking at the website Mm -hmm. was actually very very tangible. Um, There's there's certain feelings when you walk into a school and I walked in and and the children and the staff and then just this other feeling that was that was sort of prevalent um was just there and I think if you find that hidden magic which we seem to have here and we could all bottle it we'd be all you know we'd we'd we would be rich and retire (laughs) but um but it is just here and I think the the children and staff and parents at All Hallows would would all talk about that feeling um Mm. and there's a there's a warmth um I think that comes from everyone that's on campus and a real enthusiasm for whatever the day may bring you know and within that you know highs and highs and lows and and things that go well um Mm. and and where children are learning um, and and staff where things don't always go to plan but that we're all in it together Um, there's a very strong um, 
community feel, mm -hmm. um, which I think shines through. And I was um, teaching at the top end of the school um, during lockdown and again was really warmly welcomed by the year eight pupils and a number of them have been here since nursery um, but they really went out of their way bearing in mind we were working remotely to make sure that I was happy and settled and that they could showcase to me their sort of learning attributes but also their personality and their um, th there is really a they're very proud that they're at the top of the school and and want, wanted to be able to sort of show that to me which I thought was really impressive. And of course now that you're at the school uh, we understand how you felt before you joined the school, but now yeah. that you're there, then do those first impressions that you have at the school match up then with everything that you experienced beforehand? Yeah, and again, I, I, I fed that back to staff um, very quickly. And, and the children know, you know, they're very warm, very friendly. They go out of their way to, you know, to say good morning, as we just said, you know, sort of being on car park duty and when you see them around the school. But even joining, um, you know, the school and again, with the staff, we were having to be socially distant um, because of the restrictions that we're currently working in. Mm. Everyone went out of their way to make sure that I was, you know, was welcomed. And you can just see from from what I've learned last term, everyone does work together very much as a team. Everyone's very supportive. That doesn't always happen everywhere. So, I, and and the people that work here all the time just just assume that's normal. So I have gone out of my way to make sure that that they're mm. aware. It, that's that's part of what makes here a very special place. I'm sure that's useful because surely anyone who works anywhere or spends any time anywhere, you, you tend to overlook the things that you see happening all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So all schools tend to be a little bit different to each other. Are there any quirky things about the school that you haven't experienced in any other school at all? Well, not, uh, I don't think it's, it's quirky. I think the children at All Hallows here and the staff just want to make sure everyone's making the, the most of every opportunity they have. The children here love... Um, being able to be outside you know and mm -hmm. I think we, because we've got a fantastic site here that you know the, the staff make sure we have the opportunity um, even if, you know with academic lessons to make sure that we, we're using our grounds as well as in the, the sort of um, bespoke lessons where the children are doing forest schools and things mm. um, but again all the children here seem to enjoy doing everything and so actually it's it's down to the staff wanting to just make sure we can manage um, and, and keep that pace with the children so that they can you know do their their art their music their drama mm. um, you know the, the sport as well as the academic Okay, well, let's look at that a little bit closer because we know that All Hallows, of course, is a non-selective school. Yeah. But the year eight scholarship record to senior schools is pretty impressive. That's not completely normal in schools. Why so at All Hallows? I think it's the the mindset um, that the staff and the children have, and I think um, as soon as you you um, join the school, you, it, what is prevalent everywhere is that sort of growth mindset, and that mistakes are celebrated, but they're seen as learning opportunities. Mm. And I think if children um, from a very early age come into an environment where they feel safe and secure, and mm -hmm. their sort of emotional and social um, outlook is really valued, mm -hmm. it just supports the uh, the academic you know the academic side of things mm. as you're going through the school. Mm. Children are also it's really encouraged to have fun and when they're having fun and they're learning they don't always realize that they're learning and to, to just be wrapped up in that environment you know from you know from the age of sort of two to 13 mm. and and for the children to trust the teachers and work with them to be sort of um, stretched and challenged mm. and for them to realize that they have got that person or that you know that team of people that are going to really advocate on their behalf that believe in them mm. really builds that that um self-belief for the children and sort of stops that negative self-talk and I think mm -hmm. it's very important as the children go through the school that we you're modeling to them all the time not only how to tackle um you know a question or a problem or a situation but but that you're you're sort of unpicking the 
the link really with the academics but also that social and emotional so that the children know about being comfortable with their emotions and and talking to that little voice inside their head that sometimes says oh you know you're, you're challenging yourself you might fail or do you mm. really think you can do this and you know hopefully we're really doing what we say on the tin you know as a preparatory mm. school we're making sure that these children are ready you know for for going on to senior school and beyond and they'll keep building on these these skills but it really works and really starts with us and is, is our responsibility i love the way you mentioned fun in the middle of all of that now that we're here in the summer term can you give us some examples of how the children have fun around the school, either in lessons, indoors or outdoors, or at playtime? The children come in having fun in the morning already. You know, you can see from them from them literally loading up, you know, three or four bags in the car park. And I was commenting to a child this morning, they literally knew which order they were going to stack all these bags in because they weren't very tall and they're coming in with these bags that, you know, much bigger than them, to, you know, to sort of start their day. But they come bouncing in their classroom. And there's different examples, you know. So um, last term, um, year two had um, a, a strange um, visitor that came into their classroom and there was a nest with an egg that had appeared. Ooh. And, you know, you want to keep... You, I kept popping back into that classroom as did other members of staff and the children are talking to you as you're going around the school because mm. they had various clues and, and things that were happening because they wanted to find out where this had come from mm. and you know that that um so there was that real sense of awe and wonder um and i think every lesson whether it's the children are going you know in, in the science labs or that you know they're um, doing a mass investigation there's that that sense of awe and wonder that i think is led by the teachers because mm. the, the teachers here and the staff are very motivated to ensure that the children enjoy their learning but mm -hmm. that they're also stretching and challenging them and that's that's stretching their ideas and their thoughts and getting the children to you know to sort of come up with a hypothesis and then sort of test that out and and, and to make sure the children really feel empowered to kind of challenge mm -hmm. um answers and and that happens you know from yeah like we said the the, the mysterious egg that appeared in year um <laughs> you know in year two but you know it can be that uh, you know a child can come into reception and they just have brought something in and, and that's a you know a sort of focus for the day or there's very specific challenges that, you know that are set so i walked into our um, cdt lab um mm -hmm. earlier in the week and the, and the children were looking at how they're going to design a project um, based on a, a soup can from andy warhol and but again the children there was this sense and of anticipation and excitement because the mm -hmm. children had ownership over how they're going to manage their learning for mm -hmm. you know for three weeks and the teacher's there to guide and to support mm -hmm. but again the children are encouraged to work at a pace that works for them and again very much here you'll go in staff are very confident and capable mm -hmm. about going off script and you know the best learning sometimes is led by the children because they've got an insight mm -hmm. um, or they've got a particular interest you know around a topic mm -hmm. and because we're not just constrained by the, the national curriculum and, and again we follow the you know the, the IPC um, curriculum and follow our I, um, the ISCB um, curriculum that we need to for, for common entrance we can still add extra layers and dimensions and I think when the children know that that's going to happen there's mm. a buy-in from them and mm. and also we're making it relevant to them um mm. and so we're talking about how they're going to use some of these skills and experiences when they walk out the doors at 13 or that they'll use them at 18 or you know in their 20s and beyond and so it, it that relevance really helps as well okay so let's talk a little bit more about those skills that they pick up on and how they develop those skills for helping them really thrive in senior school yeah. because of course we understand that in in every school the subject knowledge is is going to be taught but tell me more about those those skills that they're going to be taught for when they leave all hallows yeah so i think again it's sort of intrinsic just to life or hallows that there's this split screen teaching so staff know yes there's knowledge and skills for particular subjects that they've got to teach but there there's very much an ideal that everyone supports at the school of how 
the experience and the sort of emotional and social toolkit that we'd like these children to leave at 13 mm. with and mm. and it's so it's making sure that um in lessons as well t- teachers very much then are making sure that there's communication skills that you know the tool whether that's verbal or written that there's that time to reflect mm-hmm. um, and to look at how you're going to improve something and review it and again that that's really hard you know as a, as a skill mm. you know that we find as adults so to make sure you've got that and it's age appropriate with the children as they're going through the school and for them to realize you know how great authors actually go back and review and edit their work or again yeah that, that things don't always end in um success and you know you look mm-hmm. at um, you know we're role modeling other um sort of key characters that, that that have inspired us or that come across us so that they know that you know for you know jk rowling you know wasn't successful the first time she sent her manuscript out and actually Mm. there's that resilience I think that underpins all the skills that we're teaching as well as the sort of teamwork and leadership side of things and and again as adults we know that teamwork and leadership have so many different sides to them and again we make sure that we're giving the children opportunities to you know to either be a particular member of a team or to be a leader and again to Mm. reflect on that and to keep working you know to keep working with them I think as well the tutors play such an important part because they know the children so well and that's a real strength here that um, the staff know the children so well and and have sort of really helped nurture and motivate them through as they come through the school Mm. that the children really respect the feedback that they have and the relationship and again that helps stretch the children and challenge them but also wrap them up so they feel safe when you know when things don't always go according to plan Mm. but again we can celebrate that and celebrate the successes that they have. Sounds like a beautiful combination. It really does. Now, common entrance has long been the accepted transfer to senior school. What are All Hallows' views on this process? Common entrance um, is, is really interesting in itself that, you know, there, there's been those exams that have, have been seen as a sort of the, the be all and end all for children getting into senior school. And that has very much changed, you know, particularly um, over the last five or six years that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the entrance point into senior school has started much earlier so that children actually are, are, and schools are looking at children um, and being offered their places, um, you know, from, from year six, year seven. Mm. Um, and actually that process has been more um, important at All Hallows, we are very conscious of common entrance being seen as an exit point for the children, and it's that snapshot that um, gives us the opportunity to celebrate with the senior schools about where they are at that point in time. Okay, it's quite limiting if you're just going to take, um, you know, a handover to your senior school as being how the children have performed on that one day, and that's it. And I think the because the children at All Hallows have far much more to offer, the senior schools want to see that the children that are coming to them not only have the academic rigour and mm-hmm. can sit an exam and have that exam experience before they get, you know, and have the experience at GCSE, but that we're very privileged, at, uh, you know, at um, with the age of children that we teach, that they mm-hmm. actually know the whole child they're getting. Mm-hmm. And so we um, very much make sure that we hand over to the senior schools, you know, and celebrate with the children how they, the opportunities that they've had and their successes across the board. So it's not just the exam results, but that there's project work that's involved and, and this year, you know, we're, we're doing a sort of open-ended humanities project, which is um, a, a sort of scaled down version of um, an EPQ that the children will do at, you okay. know, at senior school. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, to be able to go to senior schools with those those skills, as well as all the other sort of character skills that we're talking about, you know, with, mm-hmm. the, with the reviewing and improving and the independence and the leadership and the teamwork and saying, by the way, they've had the opportunity to perform in this play and they've, you know, um, represented the school at, at this many occasions. And they've been out at forest schools and 
you know, can complete this, you know, and and anything else that they need, particularly when we're looking at, you know, navigation skills and anything else that can start the children off when they start their um, DOV at senior schools, mm-hmm. you're getting a real 360, you know, um, view of that child, mm-hmm. which is very much how they are to us, that real person. I think that makes, again, the sort of handover to senior schools and the children start in year nine uh, much, much easier. And because the children have got something they can talk about as well, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the everything they do here and the senior schools and those tutors have a much better picture um, mm. and then can carry on pinpointing with the children, right, well, if you're using these skills in this subject, you know, you're very good at, at presenting here, uh, you know, are you still using those skills, you know, in English? If you if you can do that in drama, you can do that in English or you can do that in science. And and again, that again is challenging the children to, you know, to be the best, but at, but at everything and be the best they can be at everything. And do you find that the senior schools are open to receiving that additional information Absolutely. on each of the children? Absolutely. Um, and they want to because they want to give the children the best start they can. The senior schools, you know, suddenly have got you know to to, to take these children in, get them settled, and then start you know looking at the, the sort of academic and and the everything else that they want to to mm. you know the opportunities they want to give the children. So to to make sure that we have that sort of seamless transition process, and again we always look at reviewing and and and, and seeing how we can make that better year on year. But it just helps the children to start so they can thrive as soon as they're there because they're suddenly going to you know sort of bigger environments. But the yeah. feedback we always have is the Hallows children, and, and this is me, you know, picking this up, having, having you know, um, sort of made these links last term, but that the Hallows children, a great strength is they know themselves, they know mm-hmm. how they learn, mm-hmm. and they know what helps them. And if they can start, you know, going into a bigger environment and being very articulate about that, then that is going to help them thrive, you know, at, at their next schools. So, Victoria, we know that in life, change is constant. And if 2020 didn't teach us that, then I don't know what will. Are there any changes planned to the curriculum at All Hallows in the next year? Yeah, we're, we're currently reviewing actually um, the curriculum across the school and we're very much looking at that journey that a child is going to take from, from 2 to 13. Um, and when we're, we're looking at the curriculum, it's just looking at whether there are other um, topics that we mm-hmm. could teach um, on the humanities side of things. We're looking, we've introduced robotics um, in years oh, okay. 7 and mm-hmm. 8. This year, we're looking at how we can add on with our sort of outdoor learning to, um, to sort of support the children on top of the sort of forest schools uh, work that they've been doing. Mm-hmm. That the issue more is that the staff here are so passionate about their subjects and come with so many different ideas um, and and just um, extra topics they'd like to add in or okay. um, other um, opportunities for the children mm. that we just manage it um, in a way that the, that the children are kind of paced as they go through so I, I'm just sort of having those those conversations at the moment and we're also reflecting on the experience of this past year you know the children's digital skills and, and having been in two lockdowns and work remotely and just seeing how they've you know that that program has just been off the scale so it's then just making sure that we can balance that and again how we can you know sort of utilize that but again um yeah put in other opportunities for the children as well okay so you've answered a few different questions on the direction the school is heading but i'd love to ask you a couple of questions nothing at all to do with school but to do with you okay (laughs) so here's my first if you could only have either books or theater which would you choose Oh, that's a really hard one because I love my books, but also I love going to the theatre mm. as well. I might have to say theatre, because yeah, theatre okay. because you are um, you're putting on plays and um, being in, you know so that's a cheats way of maybe having some books. <laughs> I guess it could be and having it? both. Yeah. What was the last thing you saw at the theatre then? The last thing I saw at the theatre, oh, possibly a while ago now. Yeah, and 
Oh, now that is going to... Now, I don't know that it... Oh, I think I saw Follies at the National Theatre, okay. um, but I couldn't... You're, I'm going to get thrown on the year because with the past year, that's put everything out of context. And I will have seen something with the children as well, but you're, you're really making me stretch my memory there in terms of what I've taken them to at my last school. And then I like going and watching a lot of dance, so I definitely will have gone to see... Um, I think the last performance I saw was Romeo and Juliet at the Opera House, potentially, as well. Okay. And name a theatre play that you've seen that was most memorable in your life? A production of Hamlet by the RSC that was done in a very contemporary way that kind of made you kind of really challenge your, your views there. Was that in Stratford or in London? Yeah, that was in Stratford. And when you're not in school, tell me one thing that you enjoy doing. Um, swimming. And I've, I, I used to row when I was younger. And so I've sort of tried to make the transition into doing a little bit of very amateur triathlon. Um, and so I've, I've enjoyed doing some cycling and some swimming. But again, that's slightly patchy with lockdown and with, with work and things. But yeah, I enjoy that. <laughs> I think over the last year, a lot of things have been a little bit patchy. So yeah. you shouldn't beat yourself up too much over that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to bring this to a close in a moment. But for anyone who's heard anything and might have a follow up question, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, just to contact me at school, um, so either to, to email in to, to school or to you know to call and um, and be put through to me. And look forward to hearing um, or following up with anyone that would like to. Well, look, Victoria, thank you so much for being here with us today, and thank you for being open to share with us what the future direction is of the school, especially to do with the curriculum. And thank you for your time talking to us. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Simon. So that was Victoria Stocking, Deputy Head Academic at the school. A big thank you to her for coming on to this episode. Don't forget, if you have any questions, you can contact the school. Victoria is always happy to talk, so why not give her a call? Now, if you haven't followed this channel yet, then now's the time to do so, because then when each episode is released, you'll receive a small notification just to let you know. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode, and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now.